This is the Chronicles of the Teenage Brain, and I am your host, Grace Scotto. Hello, everybody, and thank you for choosing me as your podcast. How is everyone doing? Um, this week was my first full week of school, and I know that a lot of people have been very stressed out recently, and I sympathize with you. I am in the same boat. I already have so many quizzes and even a unit test coming up for chemistry, (laughs) and I am just like so stressed. I think that's like the biggest update that I have for you guys is that school is stressing me out and it's only been like a week, and I'm just like so scared to go into the rest of this year, but we will all be okay and we will get everything done and we will survive, but... To start us off, something that has been bothering me is the fact that I now have less time for my endeavors. By the time I finish my homework and my routines, I am too tired to journal, read, and indulge in my coping mechanisms. And I've talked about this to many of my friends this year, and I know that I'm not the only one who struggles with this issue. Like, I've fallen into a routine now where I come home from school and I have a smorgasbord because I'm just so hungry after school. And then I take a nap and then I have to do homework. And by the time I'm done with that and I shower and eat dinner, I'm like exhausted and I just collapse. I literally don't even know how I have the energy to record this podcast, but I promised you guys that I would try my best to continue uploading on Fridays. I could record ahead but the problem is, is that I don't have enough time. But I pro- I think I'm going to record next week's episode over the weekend. That way I won't have to stress about it. Also because I won't be able to do it next Friday because don't worry, darling, the movie with Harry Styles and Florence Pugh is coming out. So I'll be at the movie theater. But you will still get your weekly episode. And I actually, a lot of you guys have told me that you look forward to getting to Friday to listen to my episodes or that they help you. And... That really means so much to me. Like, probably one of the best compliments I have ever received. Like, it's the best thing. But I've definitely been struggling to adjust to the new school routine. I came home today and just dug into a a fall cake because we had cake yesterday because it was my dad's birthday. And we still, like, have a big, huge freaking cake left. And I literally pulled it out and started eating it with a fork on the counter. If you are my parents listening to this, you didn't hear that. And also Elliot jumped up on the counter, our kitten, and he took a bite out of the cake, like full on, like I wasn't looking and he full on took a bite out of it and ate it. He loves food. He'll eat literally anything. But also if you're my parents and you're hearing that, no, you didn't. Um, But yeah, I've just been really stressed out and I'm just exhausted. Like this week felt like the longest week ever. It was so bad. I know I'm not the only one who felt like this, but literally I can't even believe we're at Friday and I know that the weekend is going to go by so fast and that just makes me so sad, but it's okay guys. We can do this. Something that I wanted to remind you is that we have to prioritize our peace whenever we can. 
even if it's something as simple as taking deep breaths. Because I know that over the summer, I would always read like like 20 chapters in a day and I would journal a ton and meditate and all this stuff, but I just don't have that much time anymore. I read like two chapters a night of my book and sometimes it's like a half a chapter before I fall asleep. And that just makes me so upset because I love reading, but I'm so tired and like brain dead by the end of every day that I physically can't focus. But we need to remember that although we are extremely busy, whether that's with school or fall sports, clubs, whatever you're doing, work, we still need to carve out time of our busy day to do things for ourselves. And if you don't have time to read or do a coping mechanism that makes you feel good, literally just sit down and take a few deep breaths and kind of just connect to the core of yourself and just remind yourself that you can get through anything, you are stronger than you think, and that you're going to be okay. Another thing that I wanted to talk about this week was grief. Um, I've said this so many times, but I do have an episode where I want to talk more about grief. I don't think I'm ready to talk about it yet just because I personally am not too educated because grief is a very, very complicated thing and it looks different for everyone. Um, Nobody died, by the way, so like, don't worry. Um, Tuesday night, I was watching my favorite movie, Little Women. I've talked about it a hundred thousand times on this podcast you guys are probably like oh my gosh we get it you have the personality of a grandma let's move on um but I watched the 2019 one with Timothy Chalamet I have to say that every time because you just need to know and funny story I used to watch that movie with my older cat Simba who unfortunately passed away February 13th of this year um It was so weird because whenever I had put that movie on, like I'm not making this up, he would get on my lap and sit with me throughout the whole movie and like face the screen. Like he genuinely would watch the movie with me and he was like my best friend and considering that he would hang out with me while watching my favorite movie, it was like our favorite movie. It was like our little special bond. Not everyone can say that they watch TV with their cats, but I can. It was seriously like so this bond that we had was like plutonic um and I have watched it you know before since he's passed like you know I still watch it it's still my favorite movie I'm not gonna stop watching it because he passed away but for some reason on Tuesday when I was watching it there are some scenes in that movie that are sad (laughs) like given they are sad So during some of the sad scenes, I started crying. And my first thought, my brain was like, oh, I'm just crying because the scene's sad. Like, Beth is dying. Spoiler alert. But if you didn't know that, the movie's been out forever. So it's your own fault. (laughs) And it's literally a book. So, like, one of the sister dies. Whatever. And I was crying. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm crying because this character just died. Like, I'm so sad, blah, blah, blah. And then I kind of clicked. And I realized... I'm crying because I miss my cat and I miss Simba because this was our thing and I his toys were on the ground near me because Elliot was playing with them earlier. I was downstairs alone and oddly enough, I my favorite dessert is brownies. Um 
that is like if I'm going to watch a movie, I need to have something to eat. <laughs> I love brownies. Brownies are like my go-to movie snack. Um, and I had brownies that night, and I literally always have brownies when I watch Little Women. It's so weird, you guys. Pro- I'm like, I stay at home. I don't go out and party. Like this is my night out, and this is like my heaven is watching Little Women and eating brownies. And this past Tuesday, I happened to be eating brownies, so. I just kind of got like this deja vu, but the only difference was that Simba wasn't with me at the time. And I know I've talked about how I've dealt with this and the grief that I've experienced through losing him, but for some reason, I kind of thought that I'd not moved on. That's not the right word and that's not the word I wanted to use, but I thought that I was able to deal with it better, but that's not true and that's not how grief works. Grief is weird and it is strange. And I just broke down and started crying. And I looked through pictures I had of him. And I just had a good cry sesh. And that felt relieving in a way. Because I was getting scared that I had moved on. Even though, like, I know I haven't moved on. I never will move on. Like, he was my my little baby. Like, I loved him. But I just felt kind of numb recently. I haven't cried in a really long time. And... It just felt really good to cry. And I kind of gave myself like a connection. And I just wanted to talk about that because grief, it doesn't matter how long ago you've lost said person. It could be you lost them yesterday or you could have lost them 10 years ago. But that grief will still exist. And I don't think it ever goes away. Actually, I know for a fact that it never goes away and it's something that we have to learn to deal with. There is no cure for that. And, you know, I don't know really what it's like to go through something really heavy or lose someone from like a really awful cause. You know, like Simba was really old. He lived a really, really long life for his age. Um, so, you know... And I'm definitely not experienced on grief, but nobody really is. You could be a top therapist and have your own practice, but you don't know the answer to grief. Nobody does. But I just wanted to talk about that because it was something that had shown up in my life. And I, you know, well, this past week and I kind of brushed it off. But once I kind of realized and dove a little deeper, I realized, oh, this is grief and this is how it's affecting me. And it's a very normal thing. And I just wanted to preference that. So yeah, but jumping into the quote of the week, which is, at the end of the day, we can endure much more than we think we can. And this is by Frida Kahlo. I seriously think that this quote is something that we easily forget. If you are a student like me, you should feel so freaking proud of yourself for completing a day at school. The fact that you got up and went to a seven-hour-long school day proves the strength that you have. School can really, 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 really be so draining, and you shouldn't brush off the fact that you got through the day. Even if you struggled, just know that better days are coming, and you really are stronger than you think. In addition, this is also another reason why you shouldn't beat yourself up about not doing certain daily activities that you used to do. For example, I get mad at myself for not journaling as much as I did in the summer, and I forget all that I did in just one day. 
I work really hard and we should give ourselves more credit because our, we are capable of more than we think. Seriously, like when I sit down on the bus after a long day of school, I like give myself a pat on the back and like give myself a hug because you should be rewarded. Even if your day sucked or you had the best day at school, you should still be so freaking proud of yourself for getting through a day at school. And I know you are probably thinking like, oh, you're just being so overdramatic and like, oh, it's just a school. Like everyone has to do it. But seriously, for some people, it can be so stressful and a main contributor, like a main contributor to mental health problems. So I say we'd be a little bit more lenient and we give ourselves a reward or a compliment that we all deserve because you guys, you guys, and including myself, we don't give each other enough credit for getting through the day. And that's something you should be proud of. Like literally even just getting out of bed in the morning is a huge accomplishment. So for my crystal girlies or guys who are listening right now, I thought it would be fun to share some really great crystals that you can use to help with stress because I know that's something that we are all feeling right about now. So I recommend black tourmaline to ground yourself, clear quartz for the ultimate protection, amethyst, which is good for soaking up anxious energy, and obsidian and carnelian to dispel emotional negativity. Honestly, though, a majority of crystals are good for stress and anxiety, but these are my fave and I really highly recommend implementing crystals into your daily life. Every other episode, I try and talk about them because I just think it's so fun. If you don't know me, crystals and books are like my main thing. <laughs> and speaking of that, another one of my favorite things to talk about besides crystals are books, aka my whole personality. If you know me, I am obsessed with reading and obsessed with little women. I am like the definition of a grandma. But you know what? I don't care. I, I, <laughs> I thrive with the grandma aesthetic. I'm in my grandma era. Sorry, that was really cringy and I will never say that again. Um, so last week, as you know, I was reading Hook, Line, and Sinker, which is the last book in a small series by Tessa Bailey. I finished and really enjoyed it. The energy within her books were so addicting and I really liked the second one. Although, parents, if you're listening, please turn this podcast off. Go find something else to listen to. Um, that series definitely was a little spicy, if you know what I mean, you know, put the clues together. Um, Tessa Bailey is a really talented author, but she also likes to add some smut into her books. Um, so just a fair warning if you're not into that, but really, really good. And I loved those books. So I don't know what that says about me, but they're definitely a little bit more on the spicier side, but they did have a really good like message throughout the books and they were just good. Really liked it. Um, and now I am reading As Good as Dead by Holly Jackson. So if you have not been keeping up with the pod, Holly Jackson is an author who has a awesome series out and it's called A Good Girl's Guide to Murder series. A Good Girl's Guide to Murder is the first book in the series. And then the second book is Good Girl, Bad Blood. I have read both of those books and now I am on the third and final book of the series, which is As Good as Dead. A lot of people who I know are like, oh, I don't want to read mystery books. Like, they're just so overrated and uh, like, I don't know. And to be quite honest, when I first started, I was like, I'm not really sure. Oh my God. I am telling you right now, even if you only read 
Shakespeare or you only read romance or you only read poetry, it doesn't matter. I'm telling you right now that this series is so good and literally for everyone, like I promise you will love it. It was amazing. Like I'm not even done with it yet. I'm on the last book, but the plot is just so good. I liked the second book the best. I feel like that's a recurring theme for me, but I'm very excited. I'm not too far into the last book because I've been so busy, but next week I'm sure it'll be done by then. So I will let you know what I thought, but Holly Jackson is so incredibly talented and the series is amazing. I'm so sad that I'm on the last book because I don't want to finish it. And also she just released that she's actually making a good girl's guide to murder series, which ah, I literally screamed when I saw that like a TV show. I freaking cannot wait. Like, I am so excited. And funny enough, the main character in the books, and I'm not going to, I don't want to give anything away, but in the second book, this girl gets a podcast and she has like a murder mystery podcast. And I was reading that and I was like, this is so fitting because I have a podcast too. Obviously, if you're hearing this right now, then you probably know that. But just so good. The plot just has my jaw on the floor every time. Literally love her book so much. So, yeah. Um, but besides being absolutely obsessed with pumpkin spice lattes and Trader Joe's new fall items, I think those are all of the updates that I have for this week. Um, yeah, basically, it's just a lot of school and a lot of murder mystery books. <laughs> That's all you're getting from me. I'm just kidding. Let's hop into the main theme of today's episode. This topic has been on my mind for some time now. I think it's something that we all deal with, but we never really come to terms with it. Today, I will be bringing that to your attention though. So even if this is something you've been avoiding, too bad because we're talking about it today and I cannot wait. As we've gotten older, I think that this issue has become more relevant and not many of us realize this. So you're probably like, Grace, what are you talking about? Well, let me tell you. Some of you may be confused by the title, but let me explain. I am not talking about how others perceive me. I did not go around the school asking people what they think of me. That is not what I'm talking about. But what I am trying to get across is that every year once school starts back up, and throughout the year or in other social settings, I am paranoid by how people perceive me. And you may be too without even realizing it. I can bet all of my money that this is something that each one of you have, has dealt with. Some may deal with it more than others, but I could literally bet my whole college tuition save that all the money I have saved for college tuition, I can bet it all that you have dealt with this at least once in your life. That came out really weird. I'm telling you guys, the more I, the more I keep talking, the more I'm just like slowing down and I still have homework to do after this. So whew, say a prayer for me, guys. I'm chugging a Celsius here. We got this. <laughs> to break it down further, when I am sitting in class or at the lunch table, I am viewing myself through others' eyes and other people's perspectives. I'm constantly making sure that my hair is in the correct spot and there's nothing stuck in my teeth and that I just overall look good. I literally will like pick people in the class and 
look at myself through their eyes. And this isn't in like a positive way. This is in a negative and toxic way that is like bad for my self-esteem. I've always been someone who likes to get dressed up and be creative with fashion and stuff, but sometimes I doubt myself based on what others might think, which I hate when I do. I hate that so much. I have never really been someone who gets sucked into the paranoia of what others think of me because I genuinely don't care. Like 99.9% of the time, I do not care. As long as I know that I'm being a good person and I'm respectful to others and people feel comfortable around me, that's all I need. But there are moments where I, I, and like I know you do too, where I will get self-conscious and get easily distracted by how I look or how I sound. Another unique point of this situation is that I think this issue has grown ever since we were not required to wear masks at school. Wearing masks was like a really great way for us to feel incognito. So last year, actually, it was like the second half of the year, the... CDC in, you know, where I lived, they had gotten rid of the rule to wear masks at school. All throughout last year, regardless of that rule being, you know, present or like taken away, I wore my mask every single day last year. I even wore it when nobody else did. Like I always had a mask on because I was so genuinely afraid to take it off. Like it was a comfort object for me. So the first day of school this year, I felt really like awkward and just I kind of felt like shitty not wearing a mask because all throughout my high school experience so far I've been so used to wearing a mask to school because the pandemic broke out when I was in eighth grade so I've never had an experience in high school where I didn't have one on so this is my first year without wearing one although I do keep them in my bag in case of an emergency and I do wash my hands and stuff so I am being safe by the way just thought I should let you know, but it definitely has had an impact on my life, and I feel like not a lot of people are as aware of that, but I seriously think that masks played such a big role in my life, and more than just, like, keeping me safe from bacteria. It was, like, a way for me to feel hidden, almost, and, like, I didn't have to worry about putting makeup on or covering my acne on my chin every morning, like, stuff like that. One reason we fear others' opinions is because negative assessments can lead to shame, which nobody wants to feel, and it's the feeling of being deemed worthless, dishonorable, or immoral, and this gives us a weight that we place on other people's opinions, which is really, really sad, and I know that I'm not the only one who deals with this, but in reality... I can safely say that this is all in our heads. Sometimes I feel like the whole world is staring at me and judging me by my every single, like by my every move, but this is not the case. The people in your class probably feel the same way about themselves and aren't even noticing you. They're probably paranoid by the way they look and aren't even paying attention to you. This feeling can also come from other places besides school. For example, when I walk into Barnes and Nobles and I see a group of people my age, I like physically feel a spotlight 
on me and immediately assume that they are judging me. And I think this is another great example of how the bully brain comes into play. If you're new to my podcast, I refer to my brain sometimes as the bully brain. I have a whole episode on this. It's called I Am My Biggest Bully. But basically, this is when I struggle, and I know you guys do too, with negative thoughts about myself. And I'm basically just like bullying myself and being mean. Next week, I already have my topic planned, and I'm going to deep dive a little bit more with that and some other stuff. So stay tuned. I'm very excited for that. But I think that all of these different factors tie in together and, you know, contribute to this issue. If you didn't know, it's actually very common to feel this way in school. I mean, you are literally surrounded by a ton of people your age who have different personalities, styles, etc. I think that my hidden self-consciousness is one of the main causes of my introverted personality. Um, so many people say I'm a mix of an introvert and an extrovert, but when it comes down to like me being in school, I am an introvert 100% outside of school. I'm pretty loud and I like to have fun, but it really depends where I am. I guess I'm a mix of both. But I hate participating. Like, I physically will die speaking in front of the class because I'm afraid of getting something wrong and being judged by my peers. This is something that I struggle with on a daily basis. For some reason, I am always so stressed about looking dumb in others' eyes but I know that's not true. So say you were called on in class. Been there, done that. I am an introvert with anxiety. And when I am put on the spot in front of everyone, I get nervous and blank. I say this all the time, but if I were put on the spot and you asked me what one plus one is, I would say 10. Like it gets pretty bad. But say hypothetically that you get called on and you get asked a question and you answer the question wrong been there and done that too. It's easy to feel like the stupidest person in the world. And like you can feel the eyes of the kids in your class like burning into you and like you can just feel all eyes on you and everyone can seek that you're nervous. But your class is going to forget that you answered that question wrong in the next five seconds. The only one who is making the problem worse and more intense than it needs to be is you. The ultimate truth is that it's absolutely okay and even beneficial to be aware and care about what others' reactions to you, as long as you don't lose sight of yourself. But if you think you place too much value trying to please others, like answering the question right in class or looking good to appease people, then it's time to turn and focus on strengthening yourself of, your sense of self. <laughs> I read that backwards which is actually funny story. I did that the other day in math. I was called on and I had the right answer, but I got so nervous. I read it backwards. I am not dyslexic. And that's just another great example of how bad I do when I'm put on the spot. But I know that a lot of us have felt like this before. And this is something that we all deal with. Like if I answer a question wrong in front of my class, I literally... I'm like, everyone thinks I'm dumb. Grace, you're stupid. Like, you're an idiot. You can't do anything right. Literally, kids in my class are probably not paying attention to me, probably moved on. Like, they don't care. It's 
you and your brain who is causing this issue. New research provides direct evidence that we can take others' perspectives and really like focus on that because we spontaneously form mental images of how the world looks to the other person so that we can virtually see through their eyes and make judgments as if that was what they were seeing. I saw this clip on TikTok and with this fact that I found, it reminded me of this. Kendall Jenner, if you don't know, she's a model, part of the Kardashian clan. She was doing an interview with a podcast. I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure what podcast it was. If you want to find the clip, I think her mom reposted it, Kris Jenner, and she probably did too. It was on TikTok. And she was talking about one of the trends on TikTok as well. And I was thinking like, wow, this really fits with what I'm talking about on my podcast for this week's episode. Like it fits the theme. And she was talking about the trend on TikTok, which I'm sure you've seen. And it's like when you're saying mean things about yourself, think of little you. So, for example, when I am saying the most harmful things about myself and saying things like I'm not worthy or I'm stupid or like these people think I look ugly, whatever, something like that. You have to imagine yourself saying that to little you. So like when I say things like that, I have to like picture myself saying that to five-year-old me. And Kendall Jenner said in this episode that she put a picture, like a little baby picture of herself on her mirror in her bathroom so that every day when she looks in the mirror, she sees her little self and she like is reminded that, you know, you shouldn't care what other people think and I am worthy and I am beautiful and like don't say something about yourself if you wouldn't say it to younger you, if that makes sense. And I thought this related to because I feel like when I was little, you know, we were all so innocent that we didn't really care what others thought. We didn't even, that didn't even cross our minds. But now that, you know, as we've gotten older, that has become more relevant. And I seriously think that's so important. And even if you need to, and you may think this sounds so stupid, literally find a little picture of yourself as a kid and cut it out and put it in your book bag or set it as your phone back screen or just save it in your camera roll. That way, like throughout the day, you can see it somewhere and be like, okay, like no one's really perceiving me like this. I'm being mean to myself. Like I would never say this to little me. I would never say that to little Grace, you know? And I just thought that was a really good thing. But I know it's been a trend on TikTok, but I like the way that Kendall Jenner described it and like implemented it in her life. But when we form these mental images that are negative, this is a type of cognitive distortion that can heavily affect us. So here's my take on the whole thing. You are going to get judged either way. It is impossible to please everyone. Pleasing people is a whole other subject on itself that I will talk about one day, but not today. So you might as well pick the fun option. You should never change yourself to appease someone else. That's literally so stupid. And you just need to be your own person and do what makes you happy. 
as long as what you're doing and saying and how you're thriving isn't hurting anybody else, then do you. So how can we all collectively work on this? Say someone was looking at you or quote unquote judging you. How do you know they're saying negative? Oh my God, I can't speak. How do you know that they're saying negative things about you? Most of the time when someone stands out to me or I'm like staring at them, it's because I like their outfit or their style. If you deep dive, like really like deep dive into yourself, we each have genuine traits about ourselves that make us special. So I challenge you, literally right now, pause this episode and go write down five things that you love about yourself. Go on. I will sit here and wait for you to do it. I will sit here and wait and you better do it. You better do it. I'm just kidding. Do whatever you want. But I'm going to share with you five things that I love about myself. And that is my influence in my podcast and how it has helped others. The fact that I'm a hard worker, I'm respectful, I am open-minded, and I love the things that make me me, (laughs) make me me, like my passion for mental health and books. Most likely, the five and many more things that you love about yourself is what others are seeing. Our brains are trained to think of the worst about ourselves, but we have to change that narrative. Because if you think that someone is staring at you or, you know, looking at you funny, maybe it's because they like you as a person and they think you maybe you look good that day or they love your outfit or they just think you're a kind human being. Why don't you try focusing on the more positive narrative? Remember, think of little you. Um, this was something that we did in school today was we had to write down five things that we love about ourselves. And that was another inspiration that I got for this episode. But I really hope that you guys did at least write it down or think about it in your head because it's something that we should do every day. I know I talk about how important it is to journal things that we're grateful for, but another key is writing things that we love about ourselves because it's so easy to focus on our flaws and lose sight of all the good. Because there is good in you. I promise you, even if you don't see it, there is. Another thing that I would recommend is focus on controlling your thoughts and not theirs, which connects to what I just said. Instead of, you know, thinking like, oh, this kid is staring at me because he thinks I'm ugly or he thinks I'm dumb because I just answered the question wrong. Change the thought. Think maybe, oh, like he's just staring into space. Like he's not even looking at me or you know, like I tried my best and that's okay. Or just focus on you. Don't even worry what other people are doing or where they're looking. And if that is such a stressful thing for you, like try and distract yourself and, you know, direct your thoughts in a different, in a, like into a different route. Know that it's okay to care what others think. A lot of people are like, oh, like you should never care. And like, yeah, I know I'm saying that, but I care about what other people people think of me sometimes. I know you do. It's going to happen more than once. It's going to happen even after you listen to this episode. It's going to happen to me too. And we have to remember that our feelings are valid, but you cannot let this control your life. We are not perfect. I know I've said this more times than I can count, but we're not perfect. Every single one of us has a flaw. 
And although that one kid in your math class may seem like they have everything figured out and they're always, you know, at their best spot in life or they look perfect all the time, remember that you don't really know how they feel on the inside or what they go through behind closed doors. I bet you right now that you can think of someone that you know in school who is smart and are good at every single subject, like they don't struggle with one thing or, you know, they look good every single day. Like I telling you right now, I can come up with a list in my head. I have, they're all popping in right now, but that's not true. They have a flaw and you might be sitting here like, no, they don't. Yes, they do. Because I promise you, nobody is born perfect. You might not just be, you just might not be seeing the flaw because you don't know what's going on behind closed doors or behind a screen. And you cannot judge a book by its cover. Although it is easy to do if we're being realistic here. You can't please anyone. At the end of the day, all that matters is how you feel about yourself and not what others think or feel about you. And I seriously genuinely think that as long as you are being respectful and kind to others, you shouldn't have to worry what other people think of you. I have been like told by people who... Like, I just didn't, re- like, I would never really talk to or I, I assumed that they were a judgy person and they would come up to me and be like, oh my God, Grace, like, you have the cutest outfits or I've even been told, like, Grace, you're so kind, like, you're the nicest person I know or I bet you've never gotten in trouble, which is not the, not the case at all. <laughs> like, don't get it twisted. Um, but I think that if you are respectful to others, then you will be respected. That's how it works. And I think like that's so true and if you're a negative person and you're mean to others then you're not going to get that good energy back and I know I covered this earlier but I'm going to touch on it again people aren't really as interested in you as you think I know this may seem harsh but they are more likely to think about themselves than you and most people you go to school with won't remember you in 50 years or that one mistake you made in science class. We are living on a floating rock, people. That is, like That's my motto. I say it every day. We can't take everything to heart. And we have to remember that we all make mistakes. And that one day, it won't even matter. When you're on your deathbed at the age of 99, you're not going to freaking remember the mistake that you made in front of your math class. Or what Susie thought of you. Like, That's not going to matter at all. And there are so many more important things in the grand scheme of life. And you just have to keep drilling that in your brain. I am mean to myself all the time. It's something that I struggle with. And I'm constantly worried about people thinking I'm dumb. And I just want to be smart and perfect. And we all do. I get it. But we have to drill it into our heads that that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The only thing that will matter when you are 100 years and you're old and gray is A, the relationships you had with others and B, how you treated the people around you. Not what they thought of you, not how well you did in math class, not what clothes you wore to school, was whether you were kind or mean to others because those are the most important things, not what people think of you. What you see in the mirror is nothing but a reflection. And this is a hard concept to grasp. And 
that may just not be how people see you in real life. Based on the type of mirror you have, it distorts how you look. I have a really long skinny mirror on my door. It's like one of those full ones so you can see your outfit from head to toe and like whatever. But if I go into my bathroom and look in the mirror in there, I literally look different than how I look in the mirror in my room. Like, you cannot analyze yourself through mirrors or through pictures of yourself and things like that. Because that's not what matters. The exterior does not matter. It's the interior and how you are as a person. And if people judge you based on how you look or how you dress, then that's shame on them and that's only reflecting them. It's not reflecting you. So literally, be kind. That's like all I got. But the key to inner freedom is to care more about what you think of you than what outsiders think of you. I know it's easier for me to say than do, but I try and remind myself. And I this is something that I'm still working on. As I'm telling you guys this stuff, I'm like drilling it into my own head as well. Like this podcast has so many benefits for me. It's like the way I would describe my podcast is like my journal entries, but I'm speaking them and posting them online. Really, the most important thing is how you are on the inside and how you value yourself based on what others think. Because nobody really knows the true you, especially those random kids in your class that don't know you at all. Why would you let their opinions affect you so much? It doesn't matter. Remember that being a nice person means being nice to yourself as well. And I think I'm going to end the episode on that note because it's so important. And this, this little quote, little sentence that I just said is like the number one main thing that I'm working on this year. It's so easy to be mean to yourself. It's actually a lot harder to be kinder than you to yourself. Like it's actually harder to be nicer to yourself. I think that's something that we can all agree to work on this year. And remember that you, if you're going to be kind to others, you have to be kind to yourself because you are worth it and you have value and you're important and people care about you and you are loved and you deserve to feel that love from yourself as well. Anyways, you guys. I think that's all I got. I actually have to pee really bad. I know that's TMI, but I just chugged a kiwi guava energy drink before filming, filming, recording. I see filming every time. Um, So I'm going to end this episode here, but hopefully you guys could relate. I know that being a teen in high school, this is something that I've struggled with and I'm sure I will continue to, but I think it's something that we can chip away and work at. So yeah, that's all I got. But just be kind to one another, please, because you really don't know what someone's going through behind closed doors. And you also don't know, like, you just you just don't know. You really don't know anything about anyone. And I know it sounds kind of weird, but it's true. And also, if you feel like everyone's analyzing you in class when you get that answer wrong, they moved on five seconds ago. It's You're the one dwelling on it, so move on and be kind to yourself because that's the most important thing. At the end of the day, that is number one. 
Thank you all so much for listening to me rant and ramble again for yet another week. Um, I am so thankful for the endless support and love that I get through this podcast. And yeah, I'm wishing you all the best. If you didn't have a good week this week or a good day at school or work, whatever, it's okay. Better days are coming. I am wishing you the best for this next upcoming week. I will see you all next Friday. And remember that there will always be a light at the tunnel and you will be okay.